Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think I can share this story here now. This is not going to hurt anyone. Colin showing up to practice, been out having a little fun the night before. Oh, no doubt. And I could smell it. And you can't hide that. It's You sweat it out. I said to Colin, I said, you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> Listen, we have a game on Saturday. And boom, 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 boom. He said, oh, don't worry about it. I said, you don't do that. Maybe you can off-season when we have a bye or whatever, but... <laughs> just a few days till the game here. I said, you're fucking letting everyone down. I said, don't worry about me. By far the best player on the field Saturday night, <laughs> Aurelian Colin. But I remember his message to me when we came in the locker room. I sat down, came and kissed me in my forehead and said, do you still love me? <laughs> MLS Cup playoffs are here. A clean slate. Three losses in a row. I can't even hear you, Thad. Shut up, Thad. So all I know is Sporting Kansas City is the three seed in the Western Conference, facing off with the Vancouver Whitecaps this weekend. Joining us on the pod is Cindy Lara, the newest member of the Blue Testament, the current Kansas City current correspondent. Aha. <laughs> Cindy, welcome. How are you doing? Good. How are you all? Doing well. It's playoff week. I thought I would get that excited, but he's just sitting there with his hand and a hand on his face, just looking at some, some stuff, not listening. Were you talking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, before before we get before to too deep, can we just appreciate Thad's never-ending pun? His whole paragraph of dad puns about the NWSL. Am I the only one who appreciated that? You're the only one that read it. <laughs> I read it. Thank you very much. It was right in his wheelhouse. That's all. That's, that's his strength right there, the dad puns. And so he got to just reel them off like that. It's good stuff. Shook my head a lot, but I read it. Yeah. <laughs> As you should, exactly. 
Well, that's what he does when he reads my article. So, you know, anyway. (laughs) Cindy, thank you for joining us. How about you? How about you give us some background? You're the newest member here. Tell our listeners about yourself, how you came to be a Blue Testament tight. Yeah. So basically, I I think it was close to a year ago, actually next month, where the Utah team just went goodbye. Uh, And then Kansas City got an NWSL team. Well, they regained a Kansas City team. And so at that time I was with RSL Soapbox, um, helping them cover the Utah Royals FC side of things. And then once I found out they were returning to Kansas City, I said, I need to continue this. And then I think somehow I got connected to Thad and went from there. And so. So we saved you from an affiliation with RSL is what I'm hearing. Basically, <laughs> it, it was. You're it welcome. Was, yeah, thank you. It was it was torture for two years. <laughs> so you are are you in Utah? No, no, no. You are you are in the Kansas City region, or at least mm-hmm. here now. Okay, yes. cool. The greater Kansas City region. The greater, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Two and a half hours away. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Let's just start off. There's obviously plenty to get to. The game this weekend, we got season awards are released and the national team is playing. We had a Dosas era. We'll probably save that one for later. But I wanted to start off with Alan Polito. He seemed, that, that has to be a good place to start this discussion of the playoffs here. Do we want him back? Will he be back? There's so many questions. <laughs> the, team, the team posted some video of him in his shorty shorts the shorty shorts are back they're hiked up and he's training he looks good uh but so yeah he's training again with that do you have any i know the press availability is open tuesday we are recording this monday night which is always plagued us but uh, so we might get some more info on that tomorrow but that will he play i don't think he'll start but i do think he'll play but a lot of that will depend again, again how the game state is Sporting's up three nothing. I don't think he comes in unless it's just some garbage minutes to get tuned up at the end. Will he be effective if he plays? 50 50? <laughs> uh, 49 51? Yeah. David, where are, you, where are you at on Alan Polito right now? Do you want him to play? I, Kyrie Shelton has not been great lately. Right. Uh, and the whole, you know, Kyrie played bad, but the team keeps winning uh, trope doesn't work when we're not winning. Uh, I don't know who else is going to be better up top than Alan Polito. Yeah, so that's what I think that's what makes this conversation so interesting is that three weeks ago or, you know, let's just call it a month ago, we would have been talking on this podcast. Oh, who who even needs him? The the team with Kyrie Shelton up top is playing so well and it, it's it's efficient and shots are getting off and they look so good. but yeah, the, the last few performances from Kyrie Sheldon have just changed that entirely. And it went from, man, we can beat anyone on any given day to, man, I really hope the $10 million pays off and this guy can just come in a little bit cold and do his job. What do you think, Thad? The last three performances from everybody has been not so great. That's true. Uh, Johnny's not played a lot. He's been hurt. Uh, midfield's been a little weak. I mean, that leads to a lot of it too. So Kyrie hasn't been at his best the last three games, but far from putting the blame on him for that. He's just one of the many symptoms. 
Bob, how are you okay. feeling, man? Jump in here. Well, if you want to look at stats, and, and Dave's a sideline hint, maybe you could look it up because I haven't found it yet. But uh, it was published, our record with Polito starting and with, compared to with Shelton starting. And it did, wasn't complimentary to Kyrie, even though there's this narrative that we have this great record with Kyrie starting. Uh, but that stat that I saw blew that out of the water. Um, but, I mean, I totally agree with Dave. We are a better team in many ways with Alan Polito on the field. So, um, yeah, I think Vermees is going to pull a fast one, actually. I think he is so burned by last year's playoffs that it seems like what he's been doing with Issy, what he's been doing with Polito is make sure they're ready for the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised to see Polito start. He may not – he'll go a half, maybe more, but I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised to see him start either. And I, like you just said, I, I think he doesn't want to make the mistake he made last year, and that's exactly what happened. He wanted – I don't even think you can say is he looked past Minnesota to, for those playoffs. And that's why he didn't start Polito. It was just, he, you know, they tried to play him in the lead up to the playoffs and it wasn't working. And so he maybe wasn't all the way there. So yes, I think the goal for the last, however many months now has been to get him ready for this game. So I, yeah, I, I kind of do. I agree with that. I kind of do think Polito is just going to get run out there. I, I, I expect to see that. Cindy, where are you at with Alan Polito? Are you are you on the train? Is he going to save us? Is your savior here for this the new season that is the MLS Cup playoffs? I think so. Um, yeah, I do. You better I'm, be I'm right. Only, <laughs> I, I'm only saying that because I'm I'm partial to Polito because you know he's he's my Mexican friend. <laughs> right. right. Uh, <laughs> but um, I I like I do I do think he is highly effective when he's there but i don't know returning that's gonna be it's gonna be something to watch and see so i think that's where kind of like how's he gonna do that's the whole that's the whole question on if he's in if he's on the the pace of play or not but that's what that's where i was getting at earlier is you know that that's why we spent this 10 million dollars right isn't that the point of this he's we need the best player to be the best player when when we need him and you know, I think that there are other guys in this league that are, you know, the $10 million men that can come in and have that impact without being slowly led into it. And this is, I, you know, I, I don't like being that talking head on a, on a sports show. That's like, this is his moment. And, you know, challenging this guy and saying it's now or never, I don't even like being that, that sports radio guy, but this is a huge, this is a huge moment for, for Polito. If he can come in and, put the team on his back in the exact moment that that we got him for well and I don't know that that even necessarily means that he needs to bag a brace or hit a hatch for us to win but if you if you were to look at the numbers between Pulido and Shelton I mean they are markedly different per 90 you know Pulido's in the 73rd percentile for forwards for goals uh he's his passing stats are off the charts. You know, he's in 90th percentile for passes completed, 86th for passes attempted, 98, 98th percentile for pass completion. And you compare that to Kyrie, and everybody talks about how Kyrie's, you know, big, his, his lack of scoring is made up for by how well he holds the ball up. And I'm one of the people who will say, I think that, you know, he can, he can hustle, but, you know, for, this whole show, we're a very pro Kyrie show here for sure. But Kyrie's the 11th percentile in passes completed, the seventh for passes attempted, 81st for pass completion percentage. Um, 
And on top of it, you know, he's in the 24th percentile for, for goals per 90 uh, for forwards. So, I mean, the, the difference in quality couldn't be clearer. And that's fine for Kyrie when he's able to incorporate Daniel and Johnny. Um, Johnny's been hurt. Daniel was hurt and is coming back. And it's just, we don't have that. We haven't had that same magic over the last month. Keane has been in and out. And so I think, you know, I don't know that we can afford to not play Polito. So that's a good point. I guess this doesn't necessarily need to just be an Alan Polito segment, but just an injury segment. And David just brought up Gotti Kinda. Where, where are we at with him? Do, can we expect him to be back? Where is Thad waiting on the press availability tomorrow before we have any information on that? We have to, because we have no information on that unless some, somebody saw him in one of the, the videos. And I actually haven't looked at the videos that closely because I've been doing, being done too much other stuff. So The state of MLS is just crazy. So, David, when you were talking Polito, did you mention the turnover stat? I did not. Yeah, if you look at turnovers, and this is this really stood out to me, Kyrie Shelton has 98 turnovers uh, in his time on the field, which is very comparable to Gotti's time on the field. And Gotti only has 76. And you see Gotti, you know, he does lose the ball in midfield a lot. And that's yeah, Gotti's in the midfield. midfield. That's that's a that's different too. Gotti's in right, the but I'm just looking as far as minutes go. And yeah. then you look at Polito, minute wise, he only has 27. Uh, I'm sorry. He only has 59 turnovers compared to the 98 for Kyrie. And the average of turnovers per 90 for Kyrie is almost twice as much. So wow. holding up the ball well, yeah, he does it sometimes well, but more often than not, I've, I've seen by the eye test too that he doesn't. Yeah, and so David touched on the fact that Polito comes so deep to get the ball often. And that can make me, that, that gets me annoyed a lot. You know, I want this lethal score in the box anytime the ball might fall to him. But I think with the progression of of both of the wingers this year, now that Sporting Kansas City has perhaps the two best wingers in the league, definitely the best winger combo in the league in, in MLS, then yeah, if it, if Alan Polito and his creativity, because we know he is pretty good at that, if I'm I'm more than happy with him coming up into the midfield into the center circle to get the ball if he's going to dish it to uh, to Johnny Russell, who can give it to Shallowy to score. Like If they're following, firing on all cylinders, then like you said, David, we don't need Polito to come in and bag a brace. We need him to, you know, come in and be a, be a connector. Well, and that's really it is if Allen can create space with his movement, if he can drag a defender across the field, you know, he's got the ability to hit that lethal pass, right? He's got the ability to hit that through ball to thread the needle or, or open up space to that Roger who once a year can hit a great pass, <laughs> uh, can hit one of our wingers, you know, and get them in space. Uh, I think the stat was that Daniel and Johnny combined had more goals and assists than any other, any other uh, wingers in the league. And they were, I think, level with Albert Rusnak and Demir Krylock from RSL who play some positions. Um, Cindy might know better than I will what the uh, Salt Lake people do, but, you know, ability to move the defense around the field, even without the ball, I think is going to be for us because tactically Vancouver's playing a very Italian three at the back, you know, and so they're doing what Seattle does. It's the three, four, two, one. And so 
packed the midfield. They win a lot of challenges and duels in the midfield. And then they've got three center backs, essentially, uh, to pack things in. They're going to try and make it compact and tight and difficult for us to get shots, which is why they've outperformed their XG on the defensive side. And so it's crucial for us to be able to move those, those guys around, get them out of position so that Daniel and Johnny have a chance to get in behind and be able to get a shot off. So how about before we get into the actual game this weekend, and it can, because it sounds like everyone here is on team start Polito this weekend, let's go around and see which of you think Peter Vermees will actually start. What, but hold on, Bob, Bob, you have one more thought here. Yeah. I just wanted to add, I agree with what Dave is saying about him uh, moving off the ball, but I think the important, a very important aspect also is Polito's much better making something out of nothing in front of the goal as opposed to Kyrie's ability to do that. So I think against the Whitecaps, who do battle so hard in the midfield, a scrapper in front of goal is going to be beneficial as well. So, David, will Peter Vermees start him this weekend or will he go with Kyrie? Mm, He starts. Robert said he starts. I say he starts. Cindy, will he start? Uh, Yes, he starts. Bad Bell. I don't think he starts. I knew. That's why I ended with you. I kind of <laughs> knew you were not on board with this conversation. Why will he said not said it start? earlier? Just because <laughs> he's not fit. Because he's not fit. And yeah, Kyrie not, is. Not because he's a better player. Not because Kyrie's a better player. That's not anywhere in the argument, right? Because I don't want anything of what I say in defense of Kyrie to sound like, oh, he's the better starter. He's not. <laughs> when Polito is healthy, he's clearly the guy who needs to be starting. But if he's not 45-minute fit, 60-minute fit, I doubt that Peter starts him. At least that's not his history. I mean, he's done it a few times, but he's much more likely to start him on the bench and then bring him in when he sees fit. Might be at half, might be at 60. Well, everyone make sure to follow Thad's Twitter feed because (laughs) he will be at the press availability and he'll let everybody know so check that on tuesday everyone will probably be listening to this on tuesday wednesday thursday so check thad's twitter feed for an update on on alan Polito. any any final thoughts here do are we missing any injury thoughts here before we move on to the game well going back to uh the fact that we really didn't talk about kenda very much Mm -hmm. him missing is also during that time that we sporting did not play well that's a key thing too is that speed he clearly was so that combined with everything else uh, in the th- in the five games close together, all that added up to the last three games not being so good. So yeah, Thad, stop complaining about three losses in a row. It's a new season. It's a new season here in the in the playoffs. So just leave it, man. Stop being so negative. Well, so I'm also worried about whether Jose Maury is healthy or not uh, because I have a theory, and amongst my friends, which we stole from some radio host. Uh-oh, David has a theory. You can say whatever you want as long as you start with, I have a theory. Yeah. Remy Voltaire, uh, and the people listening to this won't see my air quotes. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say he air quoted that. I wanted everyone to know that. He air quoted the man's actual last name. Well, <laughs> yeah. I was wondering that's not how I spell Voltaire. <laughs> uh, when he plays further up the pitch in one of those dueling eight roles, he's actually shown a pretty good ability to, to hit, to string passes together and to, and to actually be somewhat dangerous around the box. 
you know, um, the further back he plays, you know, certainly the less dangerous he is. Um, he's less likely to be getting forward because he's that, that final, he's the pivot, um, you know, and, and doesn't play the metronome six like Elie or Yuri Rossell used to, but, but he's, he's so much further back the pitch. Um, but his time playing that six, the last few games directly correlated to Maori being hurt. So if Maori gets healthy when we can play Remy further up the field, I think that can mitigate any issues we have with Gotti's health. The metronome six. That is brilliant. <laughs> so isn't Ilya's position dependent upon Ismat Marin playing? It seems to be that pattern. I think it does. If Izzy's healthy, if Maori's healthy, if Kinda's healthy, what is your starters? If you're doing it. Hold on. That's a good tease. The next segment, <laughs> we will be back and we will talk about the Vancouver game and if everyone is healthy and our preferred lineups. So we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, MLS Cup playoffs. Let's take a look around the bracket. New England, of course, has the bye. The two-seed Philadelphia Union versus seven Red Bull New York. The Red Bull New York. See that? I nailed it. I didn't pluralize it that time, guys. The three-seed Nashville versus the six-seed Orlando. That is on the 23rd. And then we have the four-seed New York City FC versus five-seed Atlanta who somehow got in there as the five seed. So yes, that is it for the Eastern Conference. The Colorado, of course, the real sneak in at the top of the Western Conference gets the bye. Four versus five is Portland in the four seed versus Minnesota. Sporting KC at the three seed versus six is Vancouver. And the number two seed, Seattle versus RSL as the seven seed. So we're looking at, should we win this match? We should be facing Seattle or RSL. Both of those will be a shit show no matter what. Um, but we would have three days more rest, which is nice. We would have, there you go. We would have three more, three more days rest. Uh, is anyone else, before we get into the Vancouver game here, is anyone else on the same boat as me as just desperately praying that RSL beats Seattle so we don't have to play them? There's, I, I want no part of the, the karma that we built up in literally throwing one of their players down to the down to the ground and getting away with it. And it was a gentle sure. judo throw. It was not <laughs> violence. <laughs> no, it just, it doesn't, it seems that all seemed too good to be true. They'll never take that from us that I got to watch Timmy do that, but it seems like just karma is not going to, is not going to go our way here. Wait, didn't karma happen in the uh, RSL game? <laughs> right. That's, that's, yeah, really? Yeah. It's Seriously, all good. I'm, I'm hoping that was it. I'm hoping that was cashing in on the, on the bad karma there. But There's come on, Cody, if you hate Seattle fans, don't you want to see them crying in their beers and going crazy on their uh, sounder site yes. and whining after we beat them in the playoffs? Yeah. Don't you yes, I do, come Robert, on. but I don't I don't want them to see me crying into my beer in those playoffs. I don't want them to see that. Come on, man. I'd be fine watching them cry into their beer after Salt Lake beat them, too. 
<laughs> Cindy, sorry, you were trying to say something there. Are yeah, sorry. Do you want to avoid Seattle like I am? Oh, uh, I just have a hard time believing RSL is going to beat Seattle. I know. I it's know. Just, I mean, we can hope for the best, but that's just. They only snuck into the playoffs because of the of that fluke, the non-hand, the handball that wasn't, and then they went down to the other end and scored a lucky goal that got in. So, yeah, yeah, you're exactly. right. But hey, this is this MLS, MLS gone MLS, so anything can happen. At this point. <laughs> How's the Galaxy doing, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Galaxy did not happen to crawl into seventh place into the playoffs like they always do. <laughs> Well, you know what's going to happen. The Union are going to – I'm sorry, the Union. The Revolution are going to lose. Colorado is going to lose their uh, conference semifinal. We're going to make it, and we're going to host MLS Cup. Come on. Sporting got to walk to host MLS Cup. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's just get into we – we're talking – we're getting ahead of ourselves, right? We should probably just talk about this Vancouver game, the three versus the six. Does anyone on this show, this is never our forte here, previewing matches. We like to say we're going to preview a match, and then we just don't really talk about it at all. We talk about injuries, who's available, and all that. So is there anyone on this show capable of giving us one minute on the Vancouver Whitecaps? David, well, you want Dave, to, how, about, how about 30 seconds? David, can you do 30 seconds on the <laughs> Vancouver Whitecaps for our listeners to get ready for this game this week? They're in Canada. Sure. So they're in Canada. There we go. We're all, it's two seconds out of the way. There we go. So Vancouver fired their coach midway through the season. They got rid of former Swope Park Ranger coach Mark DeSantos. Old friend, DeSantos. Sidebar, where's he at? Did he get hired? Where's he at? He's a good coach. Not yet. No? Okay. Anyway, sorry. Uh, They they hired, uh, I think he was like a youth academy director, Vanny Sartini, uh, who's very Italian and seems lovely from his interviews on uh, Extra Time Radio. But so they've been playing a 3-4-1-2 three at the back with uh, Florian Youngworth playing that central role. Um, and then across the kind of the midfield, that midfield four, uh, it's uh, Tybert and Owusu are the, are the two mainstays through the middle. Um, Did you say a- that guy's name right? Or is that a fine? Tider? Tidier? T-E-B-E-R-T. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and pay a fine. I was, I was talking about an entirely different human being. I mean, it could have a French pronunciation. I'm not an expert. Uh, and then the the one, they're kind of playmaking Scotsman, who is uh, almost as good as our Scotsman, um, wearing a different tartan, though, is Brian Gold, who has been really pretty good, uh, especially the second half of the year. Uh, and then up top, they've been uh, playing a, a, a front two of Christian Dahomey, who's got a lot of speed and pace and then Brian white, who is a New York red bull cast off. Um, but has had a really great end of the season. I think he's finished with something like six or seven goals over the last handful of games, um, set up two assists against us the last time we played them. Um, but, but the reality of playing Vancouver is that they muck things up through the middle by having so many guys kind of in that central midfield area, they, really challenge you through the, the midfield third. But the problem they have is that they can't really convert. Their offense is still really bad. So they're, I think, 23rd uh, in the league in open and goals created from open play, or I guess XG per 90 minutes. So, you know, they're winning these midfield battles, but then it's really kind of a hope and a prayer as to whether or not they're going to be able to put um, balls past keeper. And if you look on this hot streak that they've been on to end the season, it's a lot of one-to-one. Um, 
you know, they, they level with LAFC. They drew one, one, they drew Seattle one, one. Um, they beat Minnesota two, one. Uh, but one of those own goal, they beat us two to one, which were, I wouldn't say fluky goals, but certainly not high XG, not great chances. Um, they drew San Jose one, one. So they're not creating a lot. Um, now, the, you know, the counter to that is we don't have an amazing defense um, and we can be susceptible to pace. Uh, but the, the, the real key to this, to this game for us to be successful is winning those midfield battles. It's going to be Voltaire or Maori or Ilya or Gatti or whomever is available um, and starting to, to play with some bite and some tenacity and to be able to break the lines um, and get the ball ahead of the forwards. And wow. you just up like it was one minute. Did I do the thing? Look at that. Look at this guy. He even gave us, he even gave us some key battles to focus on. Oh my gosh. We've just stepped to, the shades of blue has stepped up to another level. He's used to BSing though. He's a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's talk about the key battles that you were talking about there. Key battles in the midfield, you said, but who is going to be that midfield? To get back to the conversation we teased there at the beginning, at the end of that last segment, Thad, if everyone is healthy, actually, sorry, this was your question that you were posing. Who would you like to pose this question to? If everyone is healthy, what is that preferred midfield? You, Cody. Me? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> if everyone is healthy, I'm going, if everyone is healthy, then I want Ilya at six instead of on the back line. And then I'm putting Voltaire in front of him and Gotti Kinda in front. I say in front, halfway in front, whatever, in, in the, those three midfields. That's my midfield is Ilya, Voltaire, and Kinda. Anybody else? Uh, I can go. Um, okay, so I think if midfield is going to be a big battle, what we might do is try to bypass that as much as possible. So with Ilya at the six, he can drop back into the middle with the back line and play those longer balls. Um, so that's something that's a good option, I think. Um, and then Roger's going to be a battler. So I wouldn't mm. be surprised to see Vermees start Roger. If it's going to be a physical battle in the midfield, winning balls, probably him and Voltaire. And if he wants a last uh, second half offensive spark, depending on Gotti's health, you know, Gotti might be that guy or it's going to be reversed and Gotti will start and Pleto will be the uh, spark at the, that he puts in the second half. So, yeah, I can see I can see either of those being a wonderful second half substitution there. Gotti yeah. Kinda or Roger Espinoza coming off the bench would just, that would just, everyone's heads would just get set on fire at that point. So, yeah, I mean, I could see, I could see Roger and the experience and all that getting the start and having him just go, just kill himself for the first yeah. 55 minutes of the game. And then you can bring on, bring on Voltaire who's been playing pretty well as well. Cindy, what's your preferred midfield? That is way too advanced for me. <laughs> <laughs> who's your, come on, who, who in the midfield are we, are we fans of here? Oh man. That's, that's uh, gotta be, I mean, are you, are you uh, Voltaire or Roger? How about that one? I, I like Roger, but that's just me. Yeah, this is a very pro-Roger podcast. Yeah, here. I'll go Roger. David? I will be the contrarian. 
I would prefer to see Roger come in as a super sub. Yeah. Um, I think it's important for, because, because Vancouver lacks creativity, I think it's important for us to get a lead early because if they're, if they get an early lead, they can bunker and right. we don't, we don't break teams down that well. They'll filter everything out to the wings. We'll lob cross after cross after cross into back three. If we can get a lead early, and I think ah. we have creativity, Akinda, um, and Remy Voltaire, then we sub Roger in late and he can help kill off the game. Rod, or Robert, were you just screaming at something your dog did or was that at something David said? No, I just, I just hate when that scenario, if it happens, that we have to lob crosses in that hate that idea. <laughs> but no, I totally agree, David. An early goal is critical for sure. No, Sporting Kansas City should never result to lobbing in crosses. That sounds like an absolute nightmare that never works. It does. It does. I guess if, I mean, we got Issy out there. Issy seems to be a good target for crosses and set pieces, but not in the run of play, I guess. Yeah, not in the run of play. And we actually don't know how great he is at it. I mean, we know he's tall and he can jump, but we don't know how well he, we haven't seen him enough to know that he's actually good at it. Right. We know, well, yeah, he's tall and athletic, and we seem to have targeted him on some set pieces in his limited time here. But that's about, that's about all we know about it. Yeah, just keep going short corners. Tall and athletic, though, is enough to immediately shoot you to the top of the pecking order <laughs> on, on who we target. On the <laughs> yeah, that's not exactly a product coming out of the academy as tall and powerful. <laughs> okay, so I do want to talk about just the MLS season awards that they're uh, that are in discussion right now. But is there anything else we're missing from this game? Is everyone is everyone feeling optimistic? Is there anyone that doesn't think we can win this game or that we're that that thinks we're going to lose this game? Oh yeah. no. It's <laughs> it's the hope that kills you. It's true. It's the hope. Yeah. I'm I'm very hopeful and optimistic that we'll be healthy. I'm worried that we're gonna try try and get cute and not play our best 11 and that we're going to go down early and on just some fluky, you know, nonsense goal. And then we're going to spend, you know, 75 minutes chasing the game against a bunkered, you know, back line. If there was a prop bet that I could put real money down that they would score a goal in the first, that Vancouver would score a goal in the first five minutes, I would 100% do it. There probably is, isn't there? Where can you do MLS prop bets? Where do you where does one do any MLS betting? Isn't this supposed do to be betting, legal by now? What happened to this? Yeah, it's on it the is. website, man. It's on the website, yeah. isn't it? Totally legal. Okay. Okay. Just, <laughs> just ask. Yeah, I'm not gonna do that. Um, <laughs> well, here's one way I look at it. You know, last year we didn't have Toledo. We didn't have a shallow that we have this year. Or Kendo. Uh, yeah, or Kendo. We we didn't have Issy last year, and I see Issy better as uh who was the other guy. Center back we had last year. Punchek? No. Punchek. No, the English guy. Oh, the, oh, Reed. Oh, it's yeah, Reed. Reed. Yeah, yeah, from England anyway. Um, and we didn't have Graham Zuzi. Um, so I just see that making a big difference that we have the lineup that we do, assuming Kind is you know going to be able to play. Winston Reed, what a vibe that was. Cindy, you were about to you were about to speak up there. Are you you're not feeling confident about this game? Uh, I'm I'm hopeful, 
but they just haven't looked very good the past few weeks and hey haven't you heard me tell thad to shut up we're not talking about it's a new season now it's a a clean slate i'm sorry i've been covering kansas city current i'm a little deflated right now but um yes off season on that regard off season yeah um but yes i think because it's at home there's that but i think that's that's why i'm optimistic that yeah they're i feel very uh, i don't feel good like i said i think they're gonna go down early because it just seems like that's what sporting kc does on a, on that, a back pass to pulse camp <laughs> <laughs> to pulse camp Amelia's not even starting this one you're that you're that pessimistic Amelia's not even starting no i'm just messing with you okay good <laughs> although didn't he just have a his uh, wife just have another baby yes so oh, good. lack of sleep man Wow! You. Wait, that's real. Amelia, Amelia is gonna has had a new baby, and he's gonna be yeah. running on less sleep. That is a valid point. That thank you for bringing this up. Gonna be the Mahomes syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> but he's back now, man. <laughs> I think I think one important thing for us is that as good as Ryan Gold is, he's not one of those dynamic game breaking tens that like Minnesota has or peak Diego Valeri um, or Luca Zellerayon with Columbus. And I think the league has shown that that's one of the keys to, you know, succeeding in the playoffs is to have a dynamic 10 and kind of a, a at least serviceable, if not, you know, and uh, number nine. And so they don't really have a guy who pulls strings per se. They don't have like a, you know, DP Argentine um, number 10. I think that benefits us. Um, and it's also why I'm praying that Portland knocks out Minnesota. Our number a, nine is better than their number nine. In a sense, David, you're kind of saying that Vancouver's attack's a little predictable, and I, I agree with that too, and I think our system will just win out in that situation. All right, before we get out of here, let's just talk briefly about the MLS and Sporting KC season awards. Uh, I thought it was funny. Mike was pointing out how for whatever reason, Sporting Kansas City did not want Gianluca Busio's amazing free kick in the running for goal of the year for Sporting, but it is one of the finalists for MLS goal of the year, and Sporting is helping that get pushed along and wanting wants you to vote for that as well. <laughs> so just a weird thing there, but yeah, we're uh, Shallowy is up for is an, is a finalist. Little brother is a finalist for MVP. That's a real life thing. It's happening. And so, yeah, for comeback player, yeah. Bad. what do you got i was just say like sport yeah sporting didn't include him in their goals of the year but mls did so sporting was kind of going husio oh no oh no well no oh. this makes total sense i have a theory What's do theory? you want to pay for shipping that plaque to italy like, do you want to have to pay for dhl to get that <laughs> to him in venice oh god Let there's the no way for it or do you do you have Sporting Kansas City this this multi million dollar corporation worried about worried about shipping a plaque to Italy? Hey, God, I you don't stay you works. don't stay rich by wasting the money, man. <laughs> the Cerner team is running running this business as for a profit here, so I guess he's right. We should we should definitely consider this possibility. They could just hold on to it till he shows up with the national team again, though. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to win it anyway. But... 
what will win the goal of the year? I actually haven't looked at any of those other ones. What What is the uh, front runner for that one? I like Darwin Centero's uh, individual brilliance. Oh, I do know that goal. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, that one probably deserves it. Set pieces are good, but some some guy in a beer league can do a good set piece one, you know? Like Madronda's, oh, oh. Madronda's goal is pretty impressive, but yeah. Yes, Jimmy's, Jimmy's long range one. Yes, I'll root for that one for sure. There's a couple of bicycle kicks in there. I think one stands out from the rest, but there's a couple of them in there. Is Daniel Shallowy on this list for MVP as just a filler, or does he have a chance? No chance. No chance. You got to go he with should have the, a chance, but he has no chance. You, unfortunately, you have to go with one of the with one of the players on the so-called legendary season that New England Revolution have had. I refuse to believe it. I refuse to acknowledge that the East is even good enough to give them the credit that they've been getting for this. The season that they've put together, it'll be one of the Revolution guys. And if Shallowy's last three games had been better, he might have had a, a chance, but they weren't. So it I voted for him. Good job. We should everyone go vote for little brother. If if we had won the West, right, he had finished first or second in the Golden Boot, um, and had gotten beat by somebody who takes PKs, and Daniel, you know, had the most non PK goals or whatever. I think he'd have a good chance for it. But the league's decided Carl's heel was going to win the MVP, you know, three months ago. <laughs> he yes, literally they played did. for like a month, and they still decided, he, you know, he never dropped from their power rankings of this is the guy who deserves to win. Yeah, they kept pumping that every chance they got, man. So, David, are you the along the theory of the more people see something, the more they start to agree with it, no matter if they really agree with it or not? This is America, uh, Robert. Are you not paying attention <laughs> to what's been going on? Yeah, I feel like there's some political subtext one way or another there and I want no part of that. Yeah.